Shalom, precious ones, and welcome to Bright Hour Podcast on the exposition of truth restored to the Bride of Christ in this last age called Laodicea. Almighty God, we ask for your blessings as we go through today's episode in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. We will take our scripture reading from John chapter 15, verse 26. But when the Comforter is come, who I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. Then in chapter 16 of the same Gospel, John, verse 13, how be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, not some truth, all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. We want to continue our search from the last episode, how do I know I have the Holy Spirit? Or better still, what is the evidence one has the Holy Spirit? It's very crucial. First of all, Jesus, our Lord, gave the evidence when he spoke to the disciples about what the Holy Spirit would do when he comes to dwell in them before even sending him. The Holy Spirit, as the Spirit of truth, that age is the same Spirit of truth today in this age. We found from the scriptures that speaking in tongues was not the initial evidence then and is not the initial evidence now of one having received the Holy Spirit. There were instances people received or were filled with the Holy Spirit without speaking in tongues, just like John the Baptist in his mother's womb, Luke chapter 1. And the mother, Elizabeth, the same Luke chapter 1, she was filled with the Holy Spirit, the same Virgin Mary was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then we find Zachariah, the father of John, was also filled with the Holy Spirit. From Luke chapter 1, verse 41 to 67, you can see the, the report there. There's no indication or mention of any of them speaking in tongues when they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking in tongues is an act of the Holy Spirit, a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit manifesting an act. But we cannot major on it that the individual is filled with the Holy Spirit. First of all, there's a difference between the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Don't miss this. Very crucial. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, it describes the nine spiritual gifts as the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit manifests His presence and demonstrates His power or announces His presence by those gifts. But we know gifts and callings, according to Romans chapter 11, verse 29, gifts and callings are without repentance. They are not evident the individual is saved. We also know we can have the gifts without the giver. 
you can have the gift without the giver. Another thing is, gifts can hardly be impersonated. So we have to watch out. You can have genuine gifts and abundance of manifestations and still not be indwelled by the Holy Spirit. There's also the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And you can manifest the gifts of the Holy Spirit without having the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That is manifesting power without character. Manifesting power without character, which is satanic. The gifts are very needed in this age. That is why God restored them at the onset of the age. They have their place. They have their purpose in the body of Christ. The body cannot fully operate without the manifestation of the Spirit, vindicating His presence and vindicating His word. So we cannot abandon them and say, we don't need a gift. If you say you don't need a gift, you are denying God's word because it's part of God's word for our generation, for the age. That these signs are following and I believe. That's one scripture is talking about it. Another scripture says, the works that I do shall you do also. Another scripture says, when the Holy Spirit comes, He will lead, He will guide, He will show you things to come. So we cannot say we don't need the gifts. And we cannot say, abandon the gift by saying, they cause confusion. When we say that, we are trying to say, God is the author of confusion because the gifts come from God. Gifts that come from God will not cause confusion. The confession is not the gifts. The confession is placing gifts before the Holy Spirit. The confession is operating the gifts outside the Word of God. Get the Holy Spirit first. And He will man the gifts according to His Word when we dedicate ourselves and yield to Him. Now, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Is that the fruit of the Spirit is love. Then it's a joy. So the fruit of the Spirit is love. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. The fruit of the Spirit is peace. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Now you know you can have the fruit without the giver. Just like having the gift without the giver. There are people naturally endowed who can display and demonstrate love. They can demonstrate patience. They can demonstrate joy, goodness, faith, temperance, but yet deny the word of God. They deny the virgin birth of Jesus Christ and they deny the deity of Jesus Christ. So you cannot major on the fruit being the evidence one is filled with the Holy Spirit. People naturally display some of these virtues who are not Christians. Let's look at one example in Mark chapter 10 from verse 17 to 21. There was a young man who came to Jesus who said, Good master, what shall I do to have eternal life? Jesus told him, Keep the commandment. Honor your father, your mother. Commit no adultery. Don't steal. Don't lie. Jesus told all these, those things. And they say, oh, these ones, I have done them from my youth. And Jesus admired the man. Admired the man means that the man was speaking the truth. A man who didn't have eternal life. 
could have such a testimony to the admiration of our Lord. My, a man without eternal life could have such a testimony. What are we doing with our born again experience? You can manifest love as the fruit of the Spirit and not being indwelled by the Holy Spirit. But you cannot have the Holy Spirit without manifesting the fruit of the Spirit. You can have love as a fruit of the Spirit without having the Holy Spirit indwelling in you, but you cannot have the Holy Spirit indwelling in you without love. The prophet of God, who is the voice of God for this age, and to the bride, emphasized so much on love being the evidence of one having received the Holy Spirit. Until one day, the Lord in a vision straightened him out and said that the evidence of the Spirit was those who could receive the word is neither love nor speaking in tongues, but it is receiving the word. That means a lot. Based on all these revelations, we can see clearly there is nothing in Scripture as initial evidence of the Holy Spirit. There is nothing in Scripture. Somebody spoke in tongues. Somebody prophesied. Somebody had joy. So there's nothing you can pinpoint and say this is the initial evidence of the Holy Spirit. There's nothing in Scripture as initial evidence of the Holy Spirit. Whatever happens, your life after will show whether you had the Holy Spirit after that experience. We will take that up from here in our next episode. But let me say this. Let me say this in closing. The vision that the prophet had, that the Lord corrected him, the vision is scripture because it is according to the word. In 1 John chapter 4, from verse 7 to verse 8, the scripture says, God, listen carefully, God is love. But the scripture doesn't say love is God. God is love. But love is of God. Love is not God. So you can manifest love yet without God. Because love is not God. Love itself is not God. But you cannot have God without love. May the Holy Spirit shed the love of God in our hearts. A perfect love. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. God bless you. Stay tuned. Share the link and remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Google Podcasts for new episodes every Wednesday. Shalom.